Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I have with me, our guest is Lisa Erickson, and we are going to be talking about working with the chakras to heal sexual trauma. Let me tell you a little bit about Lisa before we dive in today. Uh, Lisa Erickson is an energy worker specializing in women's energetics and sexual trauma healing. She's the author of Chakra Empowerment for Women, and she helps women maximize and balance their energy during key life transits, such as pregnancy, postpartum, perimenopause and menopause, including balancing the mother-child energy line. She also works with women to heal emotional wounds on an energy level from abuse and assault. She's certified in mindfulness meditation instruction and trauma sensitivity and has trained in a variety of healing modalities. She's a member of the International Association of Meditation Instructors, the American Holistic Health Association, the Energy Medicine Practitioners Association, and the Breathe Network a nonprofit dedicated to supporting holistic healing and healers for sexual trauma survivors. Lisa is passionate about helping any woman connect with their energy bodies. So I am so, so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Tatiana. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. So before we um, have our quick break and then dive into the topic, will you just tell our listeners what your superpowers are so they can get excited for this conversation? (laughs) I think my superpowers are related to seeing the world in terms of energy and particularly with individuals seeing how they have perhaps different blocks or patterns locked into their energy that it would be helpful for them to release or transform. And then in the context of writing, it's being able to generate techniques anyone can use to connect with their energy body, even if they have said in the past, it's not for them. And I'm putting not for them in air quotes, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think anyone can, and there's different access points or modalities that you can use. And I've tried to find a doorway in for anyone to work with their energy body on their own. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Building the bridge. Mm -hmm. And empowering them as opposed to dependency on a healer or someone else. Yeah, that's incredibly important. Um, And where can people go to find out more about you and your work? Well, my book just came out in December, Chakra Empowerment for Women, and the website is chakraempowermentforwomen.com. And then my client website is enlightenedenergetics.com. And I'm on social media as uh, Chakra Empowerment on Facebook and Instagram and Mommy Mystic on Twitter. Nice. Wonderful. I love it. Um, So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk more about working with the chakras to heal sexual trauma. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. 
If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we are back. Um, I almost wonder, I don't, I'm not quite sure why this is coming through in this way right now, but there's a part of me that almost wants to define like sexual trauma before yeah. we dive into this conversation. Because I think that's yeah. That in and of itself, it's like such a big topic and it's so nuanced and it exists in so many different layers and levels. Um, I'm wondering if you can just speak to that a little bit before we talk about using the chakras to help to heal it. I would really define it as any imprint from a past experience. And I'll actually, it goes beyond past experience, I would say, that is repressive or uh, disempowering in relation to sexuality. So, of course, that includes explicit sexual abuse and assault, but it also includes sexual harassment. It includes misogyny in any form. I've worked with clients who were photographed, so they were perhaps not physically touched, mm-hmm. but they were, chi- you know, they were photographed as, as children, not understanding what was going on. Yeah. I think then, because I do work within a framework of um, believing in past lives and ancestral connections and things like that, that we can sometimes carry trauma forward from past lives. We can carry trauma forward ancestrally. For sure. I've worked with a lot of women who, daughters who were carrying sexual trauma for their mothers, right? That they hadn't experienced, the daughter had not experienced it in this lifetime, but the mother had and had never worked with it. And the daughter manifested certain energetic or psychological patterns that were as if she had experienced it herself, right? Because our imprinting from our mother is so powerful. I think that is such a huge piece. For me, I'm like super into that ancestral line. And it's not just mothers, it's grandmothers, it's great grandmothers. I mean, if we look back, I mean, there's a really intense history there that we collectively as women are are in the cleanup of. Um, Yeah, that's what I view this work as really. Ultimately, it's we're part of this larger matrix of shifting that's going on and we're having to face the past and heal on all these different layers, really. Yeah. I mean, that's why, even if you just look at the current events of what's, what's erupting around the country with the, the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests, I mean, it's, it's, we are healing our ancestral lineages right now. We're healing our histories. That's right. We have to face our histories and we have to face the way they reflect in our own awareness and in our own karmic being in order to be able to deconstruct them and reconstruct reconstruct something better. Like we do that on a personal level and then now we really need to work to do that on a social level. Yeah. And and I think I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of like I have to perfect my person before I can work outside collectively. And I think that what what we're seeing right now is that we're all just sort of imperfectly fumbling through this together. And that's part of it, part of the healing. <laughs> it's like, we don't have to perfect, like, yes, we, we have to do our own work. That is imperative. And we cannot move forward collectively without doing our own work. But we don't have to show up as perfectly healed in order to do the work with everyone else collectively to turn it around either. Yeah, I so agree. And I also think the other piece of that is that we are being shown things about ourselves through what's going on in the world. And so if you kind of view yourself as, oh, no, I'm going to kind of shelter myself until I'm perfected, 
you're actually missing the opportunity to be triggered because being triggered is where you discover your limitations, your blocks. And then that gives you an opportunity to dismantle them and recreate. Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. So, so how do, where do chakras come into all of this? Well, I think it's one modality, one of many that can be very effective when a woman is working. And I work mostly with women, although I do also work with men on sexual trauma healing. Uh, But my clientele is mostly women. And it's one method that can be very powerful for working with how sexual trauma is stored in our awareness and body, because the energy body is the intersection between mind and body. Mm -hmm. And so from there, you can work both physically and work psychologically, it's also non-invasive. And many sexual trauma survivors don't feel comfortable in a room alone with a therapist, perhaps, or certainly may not feel comfortable with body work. Everyone is different. But for those who do feel that way, this can be a non-invasive healing modality that's very effective. So how does it work? Well, I work mostly with guided, a, a few different techniques. I was talking earlier about trying to make it accessible, chakra work accessible. I work with visuals, I work with guided breath work in the body, and I work with memory, and I work with affirmations, but trying to feel affirmations as vibration in the body, so tied to chakra work. So I kind of experiment with what is someone's modality? Are they, do they feel energy more physically in their body? Do they feel their emotions more physically? Do they work better with visuals, etc.? And we may be working on trapped energy related to particular memories. We may be working with trapped energy in relationship to how someone feels now, like they realize that they're in a state of hypervigilance a lot. And so we will work with moments when they felt highly triggered or anxious and feel where that is in the body and use chakra work to dissolve it, to transform it to shift it into a new vibration and practice that over and over and over. Uh, It really, I also work with another technique called feeding your demons, which is from an American Tibetan Buddhist teacher, Lama Salter Malioni. And that is more, uh, not necessarily chakra based, but also works in the body and the energy body level. So I combine that in private session work. So I'm totally on board with everything that you're saying. And what I'm trying to wrap my mind around is how specifically this is the part that I'm not totally understanding is like how specifically the chakras or or like I guess what chakra work is in your in your paradigm and how you understand it yeah well so maybe I should walk through one for example that I love it's a chakra the second chakra I work with the model that women's energy bodies are actually anchored in the second chakra in the pelvis not in the root chakra Mm -hmm. as is the case for men I mean it's a spectrum Uh, It's a spectrum as all gender is. It's not black and white, right? But so I like to work a lot with the second chakra and this often helps free up shame, uh, guilt, self-blame patterns such as that. And you visualize a lotus made of light in your pelvis and just sway gently back and forth as if that lotus is floating on a pond as lotuses do, right? The second chakra is linked to water. And from the base of the lotus, there is a root that goes into the earth beneath the pond to stabilize it. And the top of the lotus is emanating light in swirls that are very fluid because the chakra is really linked to fluidity throughout the body. 
And I might have someone do this for a couple of weeks, depending on what they're experiencing, especially if one of their issues is disassociating from the body. Right, which can be a big thing with sexual trauma. Exactly. And or rigidity, emotional rigidity, meaning going into kind of a lockdown mode. Mm -hmm. So this is one way to work where someone does this. We do it intensively in a session, and then they do it just a couple minutes a day in between. And it's bringing forth, it's again, practicing this particular energy of fluidity, of sensuality, of sexuality. And then what tends to happen is new insights, perhaps blocked emotions that hadn't been seen before will come to light and then we'll work with other methods to release those from the body. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so no, it's beautiful. It sounds very beautiful. Yeah, you empower a certain chakra and then that shows you, it's like shining a light on where there's blocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I, I work similarly, but in a, in, in a different construct. Um, but I think it's so important to, to access the information in the body. Um, there's, yeah. you know, it, it's like we were talking earlier about this ancestral trauma that gets handed down. It gets handed down in our, it gets encoded into our DNA, into our genetics, our cells remember and so we have to go back into the cells in the body to release it. That's right. And, and that's the thing about energy work is it can become dissociative, right? So that is something I'm always on the lookout for because I will tend to draw an audience sometimes that have perhaps been using spirituality and even energy work as a method of disassociation. Oh, yeah. We, 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 uh, we draw those people here too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I focus, I'm like, everybody wants to do third eye, heart, you know, I'm like, okay, we're going to do first and second chakra. (laughs) We're going to do root and sacral and ground in the energy. And and the root is very linked to ancestral patterning and what we're bringing in from our ancestry. So that's another way of working to reprogram that, right? Or as I like to say, toggle off, choose our energetic inheritance, what we're going to inherit, what we're going to transform, what we're going to let go of is a lot of deep root chakra work. Yes, it is. It's deep right now. It's deep and I'm feeling it so strongly and I'm sure we're all feeling it. I mean, we, we're in it, folks. And this is, we, we came here in this time to do this work. Yeah. We, we signed up for this. And so like, yeah, it's scary and it can be hard. And, but like, let's dive in. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. This is this is what we're here for, and I'm and I'm so grateful um, for you for for diving into these scary places with people, so that so that this work can get done. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think what I found what I find empowering about the chakras is that you know they're considered just natural sources of light, and they each have a different expression. Right, heart is love. You know, throat is authenticity. Naval is power. I mean, that's simplistic. They each have multiple facets to them, mm-hmm. but that you can bring that light forth. And I think that sometimes what's missing for people is they become very focused on the problem, the obstructions, the blocks, only coming at it from the experience of the narrative of the past, right? And the right. chakras can be this okay, no, you felt moments of peace in your life. Maybe they've been very fleeting. But you do have that experience in some moment 
let's bring it forth and expand it and combine that with the work that we're doing on all the bad stuff. I'm putting bad in quotes because it's not really right that way. Yeah. And so it's helpful that way. Um, I think also women's energetics, like there's just so much transit work around menopause and pregnancy. You really went through pregnancy, how our energy shifts and all of that tends to intersect with when we're drawn to work on sexual trauma in particular. For sure. I mean, I saw that in, in a big way when I was working as a birth worker um, and how, how much sexual trauma would impact the birth experience itself. Yes. And I think actually, I mean, this is a larger conversation for another time, but, but I, I, was, I was reflecting on this in a huge way in terms of uh, when I was when I was in my pregnancy and and approaching birth and just back in engaging with the the birthing system and the medical system in, in this country and so many of the interventions that that we have um, in in our birth culture not only serve to to perpetuate trauma or cause trauma but I think that they were born out of trauma also. Yeah. And, and I think that the way that we bring our, our children into the world has a huge impact because there's an imprint there at birth. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly these structures were an expression of a repressive of the feminine. I mean, you know, they're so, I mean, they're getting better, but the original structures, right. So rigid, so cold, so, uh, unnurturing, (laughs) you know, the antithesis really of the, of womb energy, we might say. Uh, and that's part of what we're transforming. And I feel like as a society, that's kind of what happened. We have focused on, we have focused on women's access to power on the social level, which is extremely needed but we didn't really undo the denigration of feminine energy. So we really didn't open up pathways for men to own what was considered feminine energy in the past, right? All of the, like I have 14 year old boy, girl twins. And, um, you know, to see the conditioning that they still experience around emotions, right? The oppression Mm -hmm. of emotions for boys and the people pleasing and you don't have a right to boundaries type conditioning that girls still receive is really a little stunning. And all of that is reflected in our energy body, you know, and, and it's reflected then in the way that we handle trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you were talking about sort of bringing, bringing this, you know, the quote unquote bad energies or just, just the heavy stuff, right? And like bringing it up into the light. What is the process of that? If you can share just like a little nugget for our listeners. Um, because it can, it, it, I think a lot of the reason why people don't go into some of the heavier stuff is because they don't know how to get out of it once they do. And that's why we see the using of the etheric to sort of bypass all of the heavy stuff because we don't, we're, we don't know how to be in relationship to it and we don't know how to build the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And the first step is we don't know how to be uncomfortable. Society is really our society is really built around when you're in discomfort, uh, you know, medicate that, (laughs) right? Whatever it is, medicate it with TV or medicate it with drugs. I mean, depending on the type of discomfort that it is. So the first step really is is mindfulness, being being present with whatever's arising. 
So what I like to use is memory of a present situation. So it's not about necessarily reliving an exact abusive episode that sometimes is necessary. It's not about reconstructing the narrative of what's happened, which can also be helpful. But what I like to focus on is, okay, right now, you feel this past event has caused you to be overly anxious in certain situations or to be hypervigilant or to disassociate from your body, whatever it is we've identified. Let's come up with the last time this happened, right? Maybe it was in the grocery store. Maybe it was at work when someone said something judgmental and you felt your whole body freeze. Let's work with that feeling in that moment. Where is the fear? And in your body as an energy, right? And um, most people, especially women, men, this can take a little longer to develop this somatic awareness, as I'm sure you may have experienced too. You know, they'll feel it. Oh, it's this pit in my stomach. It's this clenching in my throat. It's something like that. And then we flesh it out more energetically. You know, what color is it? What, what density is it? And then we can start to separate from it a little bit and bring it forth. We might use feeding your demons to then ask it, what does it need, this part of you? What does it want mm-hmm. and need? You know, um, we might feel intuitively into that sometimes a memory when we both bring our focus to the part of the person's body where they're feeling this, a certain memory will come forth, certain guidance will come forth, certain symbols. So then the direction from there is intuitive. And then we will bring forth the nearest chakra, meaning the nearest physically to that part of the body, and really take a moment to bring forth the light of that chakra and bring it around that energy seek to bring it healing, seek to dissolve it, perhaps use affirmations to really feel it. I think the way that I relate to it is not so much as trying to get rid of something as trying to liberate something if it's ready to go or heal and nurture and transform it. Yeah, elevate it, right? Yeah, like hypervigilance is actually uh, wisdom, right? If it's at a level where it's not just totally based on fear, it's actually a acute intuition and awareness of surroundings, right? Which can actually be a ground of of knowledge and wisdom if it's not totally fear-based. So there's a way to transform it into a useful state of awareness. I love that. I love that. And I, and I just want to say, you know, you, you mentioned like it's, and it's true a lot, oftentimes men have less access to somatic awareness than women do. And I just want to acknowledge like you know, we were talking about women reclaiming their power on a social level, but really like our power as women lies inherently in our bodies, which is part of why all of this like systemic oppression through the medical system has been so effective on women's bodies, right? Um, Because it is our bodies actually first and foremost that allow us to be more somatically oriented, that allow us to have more attunement to the wisdom and and the knowledge that our bodies carry and men don't be because we bleed because we birth um you know and and men don't have access to that so i just i have like a tremendous amount of compassion and love for my brothers in that regard um and and i just wanted to speak that and and not not saying like men are you know like you're there's something wrong with you because you don't have easier access to that you're you don't have easier access to that because your bodies aren't designed for that. It yeah. doesn't mean that you can't access it. It just means that, you know, it's a little bit easier for women because we 
our bodies are designed for that. And on the flip side of that, it also means that we can store trauma a little bit easier in our bodies because of that. Yeah, we're more empathic, we're more absorbent. Yeah. yeah. And I view it a lot with men as conditioning too in relation to their own emotions. They're mm-hmm. actually, as children, not asked as much about how they're feeling or what they're feeling. They're when you know a lot of research shows their their uh, emotional language right is just by the teen years it's much smaller than a a young girl's or teen girl's emotional language right in terms of the number of emotions they identify they haven't really been given that range you know so there's a lot of levels to it I think um, yeah and 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 then uh, commenting off uh, about the medical system yeah it, what it really extends to is this desensitization to all of our feminine processes, menstruation and pregnancy and postpartum and menopause, which in spiritual traditions that celebrate the feminine and womb wisdom and the sacral chakra, which is where I place it, this these are tremendously powerful times. They're not times that we're just meant to be kind of less in the inconvenience of. They're times when we can actually own our power in a new way, bring something new forth. Absolutely. Yeah. And that has been lost to us through yeah relating to them just from the perspective of symptoms and what symptoms do we need to address? That's right. That's right. I'm all about the reclamation of that. And I yeah. um, I have much more to say in different episodes that will be said all about that because a lot came through in this last pregnancy and birth around all of this. Yeah. Um, Lisa, I, we're, we're coming towards the end of our, our time slot today, but I, I want to just give you a little bit of space if there's anything that um, you feel is really on your heart that you want to make sure that our listeners hear before we sign off today. I think to open to the concept of working energetically, adding that to other ways of working. And uh, I've tried to make it very accessible in my book, Chakra Empowerment for Women. Another whole theme of that book is the transits like menopause and things like that and pregnancy and how to work with those cycles energetically in addition to physically. So I hope that's of use to people. Beautiful. Thank you so much um, for joining us today. This is, this has been a lovely conversation. So thank you. Thank you very much. And congratulations on your new edition. <laughs> thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you so much. And I love you. And thank you for continuing to show up and, and grow yourselves in this way and receive this information and go out and apply it into the world. So until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many, many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.